the message uh, that God has for us this morning. say that uh, this is the longest sermon I probably have ever written, and I'm not kidding. Um, I have six pages of notes and 25 points. Normally, I joke about that, and you, you all say, oh, yeah, right, I'm serious. Um, I'll, I may get three or four of them, it's all, so don't freak out. Um, I am mindful of the the children and those who are watching them over there, and so uh, they run out of things to do to keep them entertained, and uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be mindful of this as we, uh, as we speak this morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, Hebrews 10 verse 25, very familiar passage of scripture, one we've mentioned often, particularly during the, uh, the lockdown, but uh, I'm going to spring from it this morning and uh, share just a few thoughts with you that uh, this will be more teaching. And by the way, let me just say this. I'm very excited to finally see you in church because, uh, you know, it's good last week with Brother Finley, but to be honest with you, um, and I hope he's not watching, but I was a little bummed because I I wanted to be speaking to you all other than looking through a windshield. And uh, as we have for the last uh, seven months or so, and by the way, thank you all. Many of you came week after week after week. And uh, some of you came with little ones, and you did your best to try to keep them entertained. And then sometimes you'd get so frustrated, it's like, what's the point? I'll catch this later. And I, I get all that. And uh, I'm just glad you stuck with it. And I don't think we've, we've ever seen anything like this in my lifetime. I know the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, but from, from my heart, I just want to say thank you for being faithful. Um, this message really kind of springs from much reading that I've been doing throughout this pandemic. I, I have, uh, and most of it is not very encouraging. I, uh, I read a study last week by the, the Barna Report where the average church will drop anywhere from 20 to 40% of its regular attenders once we come back. Uh, I think some of that will be because people are uncomfortable, and I get that, I understand that. But I think some of it will be from people who, I really don't miss church. And that's a sad thing. Because the more you miss church, the less you miss church. Now, follow my statement there, okay? Because some of you are looking at me like, what do you mean? The more you miss church, the less you will miss church. And when we, you know, our routines have been thrown to the moon. And most people have found different and new routines. Um, you know, even before we started with the drive-in service, or coming in the drive-in service, hey, it's easy to come to drive-in service, just, you know, put on some flip-flops and a pair of shorts, and you don't have to get out and say hi to anybody, and who cares? And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, except I was jealous that I didn't come that way. Um, or it might be that, uh, man, it's just nice on a Sunday morning to just get up, keep my jammies on, you know, make a pot of coffee, and turn on the Wi-Fi and watch it that way. I get that other than the coffee part. I get that. Um, 
But I think what we're going to see, you know, by the way, if that number is true, then Timberline will drop 50 to 60 people from our regular rotation of people who would be here. And I realize not everybody here is every week, but, you know, we have a pretty good number. Um, you know, I, the best I can count it, we probably run about 300. They just don't all come every week. And I, and I understand that. Some will come four weeks out of four, some are three out of four, some are two out of four, but generally it's about the same 300 folks. So if you, if you take those percentages, we, we may lose 50, 60 people that we never see again. And this message is really so that you don't become one of those. I'm not angry at them. Believe me, I'm not. There's, a, there's no anger in my heart at all for that. There is fear for them. There is worry for them. But this is really coming from the heart of a pastor who's wanting to make sure that we defy the odds and we don't come out weaker, we come out stronger. Because you will be different once all the regulations and restrictions and requirements are all lifted, and hopefully they will be. I hope in prayers November 4th is a bright new day. Uh, It it may not be, (coughs) but that's my hope and prayer. But, uh, but someday we are going to get through this. And how will you be? I, I think that most people who are pretty good Christians will come out better on the other side. I think those who have struggled in their faith are likely to leave. Because it is. It's just, it's just easier to chill at home. It's just easier to, now that I've got in this new routine where, man, I just, you know, I don't have to worry about getting the kids up and we can just, you know, we can listen on the way to the coast and make Sunday a beach day. And I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not angry. I get it. I understand. But is that really what God wants for you and me? And so what I want to speak on for the few moments that we have, and that's all in the way of introduction, is I, I want to preach on this thought, and that is, let's get back to church. And so with the Lord's help, we're going we're to jump right in there, and I do have a lot of points, but I promise you, I will not make you stay for them. I'll dismiss you, and I'll continue it by myself. <laughs> Hebrews 10 Uh, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, 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 as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Lord, help us now, please, God, direct our words and our thoughts. We ask for your help. We pray you meet with us in the few moments we have. Bless those that are here, those that are watching online, and God, give us good health and good safety. I pray you'd protect us. Lord, we do ask that you would help our doctors and scientists to get this thing right and get rid of it. I pray you'd give them wisdom from above, and Lord, I pray that you would help in our election, our country. Lord, would you give, give healing to our land? And Lord, would you help us as your people, Lord, to seek forgiveness for our own sins rather than focusing on the sins of others. And Lord, would you just bless now again these few moments we share 
We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to grab my water. Forgive me here. Those of you that have been coming for the whole five years I've been here, you know I have a cough, and it gets exacerbated in the fall. But don't freak out. I'm totally good. In fact, I'm perfect. Okay. Um, but uh, I, take, uh, I take this supplement called grapefruit seed extract. And normally that gets rid of it. Um, but I ran out of it. And everybody has been buying all kinds of supplements like crazy. I didn't know I was running out of it because I usually keep about four bottles. I mean, I buy it and just, just keep it. And uh, when, I, when I saw that I was out, it was backordered. I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I went about three weeks with none. And so I'm, I'm just trying to get the hang of it. I'm not telling you that for sympathy. I'm just saying that so you don't freak out. Pastor's coughing. Okay. I'm, I'm coughing, but I apologize for that. And that's, uh, that's what the deal is. I'm quite confident of that. Number one, God commands us to be faithful to church. Church was God's idea. It wasn't mine. Our idea is to chill. Our idea is to take it easy. But God said, I'm going to give a place, a local New Testament body for my people. That's why we are an independent Baptist church. <laughs> we don't belong to any group, no denominational ties. There's no denominational headquarters. We, uh, we operate completely independent. Our missionaries, we, we pick those and pray over those and select those, and we support them independently. Some of them go through boards, some of them go through local churches, but this is an independent Baptist church right here in Sherwood, Oregon. We, we're not connected to anybody except the Lord. I, I, I certainly hope we're connected to the Lord. But God's idea was to call out a group of believers and to allow them to assemble together. Many people have the idea, well, I, you know, I can have church just as well at home. You can't. Because there's several things that are missing from that. We'll get to that in a few moments. But number one, you can't assemble together at home with the local church that God has called you to be part of. You also cannot exhort one another while it is called today if you're apart from each other. One of the things that we have missed so much about church is that ability to see each other and connect. Because for many people, once you become a child of God, in essence, you're closer to your church family than you are in many respects to your own flesh and blood. I mean, I love my siblings. We connect and talk and text regularly throughout the week. But I feel a kinship to... This group that is unlike any connection that I have with any other group. I mean, I, I, was, in, uh, I was at Red Robin the other day, and uh, I, we, oh, it was last week, and there was a vehicle in the uh, um, curbside checkout, checkout, you know, where the, you, you pull up there, you call them, and they'll say they'll be right out, and they lie and come out 20 minutes later. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, can I get a witness? All right. And so... Uh, uh, I saw this vehicle, and they had a, their license plate frame said Kentucky Wildcats. And then they had a huge Kentucky sticker in the back window. And I happened to be wearing a UK shirt um, that, that I had. I had the big University of Kentucky Wildcat there. And so I thought, I haven't seen this in Oregon. So I've got a connection with this person. You know, it'd be like you seeing, you know, A&M stuff, right? And uh, so uh, I, I, I walked up to the vehicle. Of course, they were, you know, kind of like freaking out. And so I, I did this. 
and that probably looks weird too. You know, what is this guy doing? You know, I, I pull my jacket open, and I got this UK logo right here, and then the lady goes, oh my goodness, and she rolled her window down, and we started chatting, and they, were, they lived just a few miles from where we grew up, and so we started talking, and we hit it off, and I, I had a connection with them, and that, that's, that's a cool thing, and it, for, for you, if you saw somebody, you know, Adam, if you saw somebody with a bear's hat, you would probably go up and start talking to them, and uh, uh, you know, Eric, Miami Dolphins, right, so if you saw somebody with, uh, you know, go fish, you know, if you saw them with that, and I've got a Dolphins hat in my office that my dad wore. And so it was my, my dad's hat. And so every time I see the Dolphins, I think about my dad. But, uh, but there's that connection. But I've got to tell you something. That is nothing like the fellowship that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. Because sports is abs- really in the big picture. And boy, have we really seen, seen it magnified in the last six, seven months. I've watched it far less than any time in my life. And I'm not going to run down that road. I'm just simply saying... That connection that I, you know, Tony and I share with that lady, she came over, you know, kind of eased her, you know, make sure this isn't some weird, you know, stalker, stalker, psycho. And I pointed my vehicle, which was right behind him. And we had the UK sticker back there, which people still think means United Kingdom. You know, I get, I get that all the time. I, you know, I'm thinking United Kingdom, what are you talking about? Anyway, so, but there was this connection and we talked and we chatted, you know, and then her food came out and she, she, you know, I said, well, hey, I'll let you go. And, uh, um, but, but there was that connection. But that is nothing like you and I have as believers in Jesus Christ. It supersedes every connection there is. And so God said, in my sovereignty and in my plan and my wisdom, I'm going to give you the opportunity to gather together as believers. And as much as we adapted and planned and, and worked around and, and uh, have done what we could to try to be accommodating, uh, meeting in the parking lot, it's not the same thing. And we've done some cool things. I mean, it was, it was pretty neat. Uh, uh, Robert and Michelle and all those that helped with the, uh, uh, when we had the cookout, the tailgate, uh, that was awesome. But I, I don't want to do that every day. I want to get back to getting in church and getting something from the Lord each and every week. And I want to see you. Because I draw encouragement from that. You draw encouragement from that. And it's not the same thing as sitting down on a couch and throwing it on the big screen. And my, my sister, she will, she will tell me, you know, hey, we're sitting here, and they're on the East Coast. She lives in uh, Virginia. And so she said, you know, when you guys come on, it's already after lunch for us, and, and they'll throw it up on their TV, and they're watching it, and they're lounging around in their jammies and all of that. And if you're watching, thank you. But uh, uh, don't forget to tithe. But... Uh, you know, uh, so, so, so that's a good thing, but it's not the best thing. You being in your place is what God intended. It's always been God's plan. It wasn't my idea, and it was God's idea. So, so know this, God commands us to be faithful. Now, one of the problems about faithful is everybody has their own description and idea of what faithful is. You see, some, some people, if you ask, for instance... I may have told this illustration. I was, uh, when I pastored in Kentucky, we pastored in a small town. <coughs> and our town didn't even have a traffic signal. Uh, the, it had stop signs, but that was it. There was no fast food. It was all very slow food. 
I mean, every, there, it just, I think there were 700 mailboxes in our town. That was it. So it was, it was very much a small town. But we were adjacent to a decent-sized town. It had a McDonald's and Taco Bell, so you know it was explosive. Um, but, uh, and there were, so if anybody died in your area, they went to that bigger town for funerals and so forth. And, and I had gone to, uh, well, they didn't go. Someone took them. But uh, was, it, was that too morbid? Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Um, but, uh, so I had, I had, uh, spoken with the funeral directors at each of those funeral homes. And I said, listen, if you, if you have an occasion and somebody does not have a home church or a pastor, call me and I'll, I, I will, I will take care of the service. I'll do the service for anybody. And, uh, I, I did that numerous times and I, I met with family members, but I always had this condition. I, I'm happy to do that, but I'm going to give the gospel. And I wasn't super preachy about it, but I made sure I gave a clear presentation of gospel at each one. One particular time, I got a phone call. And this was the, the, uh, the head of the funeral home. He called me, he said, uh, Pastor, he said, he said I, I have a funeral. He said, but, but actually, they are a member of your church. I've been pastoring that church for five years. And I said, really? I said, somebody from my church passed away, and I didn't even know about it? That's kind of a bad deal. Okay, I mean, what kind of, what kind of a pastor are you? Um, and so uh, I, I went to the funeral home, and I met with the family, and I didn't recognize any of them. And I said, it, it says in the newspaper, you know, because the, they, they had the obituary in there that so-and-so loved his church, was a member of such-and-such such church. And I, I said, so I'm meeting with the family, and I said, I'm happy to do the service. I said, but I'm the pastor at, at the church there. And I said, I don't think I've ever met him. And I said, forgive me. And, and she said, well, uh, he hasn't been often lately. And she said, how long have you been there? I said, five years. So I would say, yeah, that's, you, you haven't been very often lately. But nonetheless, I, did the, I, did, I went ahead and did the service, and I, I didn't, you know, beat them up over it. I mean, but, but my point is, how, what do you think is faithful? Be, because in our culture, faithful has changed dramatically. Faithful is, uh, I go once a month. For me, that's good. For some, it's, I, I can remember as a kid growing up, when you said, I, I faithfully attend church, you were there three times a week. And sometimes my parents drove us to church, and I think they just wanted to drive by and see if anybody was there, if anything was happening. They were going to pull in and see if they could have part in it. And that's kind of how it was. Now, I realize that, that the, our societal changes have occurred in such a way that they've, they've also affected church. And so for some people, they consider themselves to be faithful attenders or faithful members of a church if they show up just regularly enough to be included in the group that is Timberline Baptist Church. I'm not going to tell you what I think faithful is, but I will tell you that that same word is, to use, is used to describe God's working with his children. Because the Bible says, in regards to temptation, it says, but God, who is faithful? So let me ask you a question. How faithful is God? I mean, really. I, I, mean, I mean, let me ask you, has there been a time where God's taken a break from you? Because the Bible says that it is the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions, they fail not. So God doesn't take a vacation. He doesn't take a hiatus. He doesn't take a nap. He's not chilling anywhere. He's ever engaged in your life and my life. And so if the Bible says that God, who is faithful, and then he expects us as his children 
to also demonstrate that same attribute when it comes to the thing that he singularly established for his people on this planet until he returns and he said, you be faithful to that one thing. So let me ask you this. I won't tell you what I think faithful is because it doesn't really matter what I think. But what does God think? Because at the end of the day, the only opinion that truly matters about me and my life is God's. Now, I want everybody to think well of me, and I'll do my best to, you know, try to put on the, you know, look as best I can and look in front of the mirror and make sure that, you know, you know for what I've got to work with, this is the best we can do. And so we just go with it. And we want people to think well and good of us. But God says, you be faithful to that which I have given you. So my first point of the 25, is God commands us to be faithful. I'm going to give you one more and we'll be done. How's that? Regular attendance to church keeps me from being callous and hardened towards sin. One of the, one of the clearest indications of separation from the house of God and the people of God is our attitude towards sin changes. It does. You're just not around God's people. It's been said, you are, you soon shall be exactly as your friends are. It's a, that's an application, a practical application of a scriptural principle. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. You start hanging with a certain crowd and, and running with a certain crowd, you pick up their tendencies. Last night I was watching the, the, uh, a little bit of the World Series. I had it muted because I was doing some reading while it was on, and I was just kind of glancing at it. And I'm not a huge Dodger fan. I don't particularly care for Tampa Bay Rays, but, but I'm somewhat of a Dodger fan because I have very good friends who are huge Dodger fans. And my wife, growing up, she loved the Dodgers. Back when it was Steve Garvey and Bill Russell and, and uh, Davey Lopes, and maybe some of you guys don't even know that, those names. And it's crazy because I was a Reds fan, and the Reds and the Dodgers were both in the same division and always competing against each other. And we had George Foster, Ken Griffey, and Pete Rose, and Johnny Bench, and Joe Morgan, and Dave Concepcion, and all of that. So it's amazing. I could still name them all, but don't ask me the 12 disciples right now. Um, but I can give you the starting lineup for the World Series champs in 1976 because that's real important. But I started finding myself pulling for the Dodgers because I have friends who it means a great deal to them. And for each and every one of us, it's important to understand that regular attendance to church, being around the people of God, in the house of God, regularly attentive to the preaching and teaching of the Word of God, keeps me from being callous and hardened to sin. Hebrews chapter 3. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort, which by the way is the same word that we find in Hebrews chapter 10, exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You know, one of the best things, I'm going to be done with this point, and I'll try not to get too close to anybody, but I, I'm just so glad to see you. I, 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 can't, I can't say it enough. I really am glad to see you in church. It's really cool to me. Um, but one of the things that I get from church 
is accountability from people without even speaking it, without even conversing it. Because my decisions to do right, my attitudes reflecting and regarding sin, are all affected by the crowd with whom we run, the crowd that we find ourselves occasioned with. And while we ha- we've not had the opportunity to have, you know, class activities and everybody over to our house for this or that, and man, that really stinks because I've missed all of that. But those things are powerful tools, but not nearly as powerful as sitting here with you and opening God's Word and recognizing that this is a continual and constant reminder that I need to live right, that I need to do right, that, that, that I belong to a group where the truth is preached, pronounced, and practiced with regularity. And that I'm not just someone who's hanging on the outside and I have some small connection or some limited affinity to some group. No, I belong to this group. This is, this is my house. This is my people. It's who I fellowship with. It's who I serve with. It's who I worship with. And every single time that I'm here, I'm, I, I'm recognizing God's command and God's directive to don't stop doing that. You be faithful. And that faithfulness reminds me it'll keep me from being callous and hardened to sin. You see, you you may not hear your sin preached on on any given Sunday or any given week. But the fact is, you'll hear the truth from the Word of God every single time we gather. And that keeps you on the right path. That keeps you on the right track. Can you do it in the parking lot? Yeah. Can you sit at home? Sure. But it isn't the same thing as gathering together with God's people. I've missed it so much, but not just as a a pastor, as a person. And I cannot tell you how glad I am that you are here. And those of you that are watching at home, I'm praying for you, and I hope you'll feel comfortable to be back in here someday soon. But until that day comes, let's be respectful of one another. But let's make sure that with everything that is within us, as long as we can be scriptural, as long as we can be safe, and as long as we can do it in a way that is pleasing and honoring to the Lord, and respective of one another. Let's get back to church. And let's be glad that we are. Lord, we thank you for the time you've given us today. And Lord, it's so good to see one another. Lord, I'd ask you to bless now this day and this week to come. I pray again, God, as we have been praying much, as many have, for our country, for our president, for our leaders, for our election. And Lord, help us to want what you want. Lord, help us to want what is right and pleasing to you. And I I pray, dear God, that you would help that to come to fruition. Lord, bless every family represented here, those that are home, those who might be somewhere else just unable to get here. God, would you help them meet with them? Give them a good week. Give us all a good week, but a week that is pleasing and honoring to you. 
And Lord, thank you for, in your sovereignty, directing us to a place like this, where we could come and worship you together. And I pray your hand of blessing and favor would be upon our church, our daycare, our school, our missionaries, and all the outreach opportunities that we have. And we do ask for your favor and blessing. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd...